There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've ever used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. In 2017, more than 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's 51% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride-sharing services, too. Yo, cops are on the lookout and writing tickets, so why take the risk? In 2017 alone, seatbelts saved nearly 15,000 lives. So do the smart thing and buckle up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. It. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. You know what this is? It's a Latinos Out Loud podcast, episode number 100. Yes! 100! Wow, wow, wow. Oh, it's only like 88 for me because I came into the show late. Yeah, you did. 86 and a half. You missed a few. Yeah. You know, um, we never spoke about this, but you know, early in the in the seasons, we used to talk about the perfect attendance. Mm -hmm. But right now, which I held the title for a did. very long time. Yeah, but like now, three seasons, I think. Yeah, but now I hold the title. I've been to ninety eight point five shows. Wow, whatever. Damn, I'm proud of that. I okay. should get like a certificate or something. But congrats. <laughs> yes, um, Rachel. I think you know people have been listening to our podcast for a while, but I don't know if they know the whole history. First off, we got caught up with the Snapchat filter, so this is how we would look. Oh. Um, we have to discuss how Rachel looks like right That's now. Me? Yo, I look like a straight-up stoner from the hills, yo. Wow. I don't know what that is. You look like a band member from Kiss, like Gene Simmons' brother. <laughs> 
I think I, I got some airbrush and maybe my cheeks were done. I think. Yeah, you got the Kardashian lip surgery or some shit there. Yeah, That's... you got a lot of bottom lip as a girl. Yeah. That's a little too That's much. That's a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> that app is pretty good if it took away all your facial hair because you got a lot for is it, it to just completely transform I... your face. You, Jamie, I don't know what about why. You, Jamie? I feel like I look like you in this picture. I don't know why. <laughs> I look like a girl who would get like taken advantage of in spring break. Definitely. <laughs> like, guys, I'm going to the fire festival. <laughs> and I come back crying, like, oh my god, it's horrible. <laughs> and who is that on the end? I think I that's no Frank. Idea. I'm not sure. Me? Frank looks like he does Alpichuela Conduce on 182nd and St. <laughs> Nicholas there. She's so happy. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, straight up, if I don't pluck my chin hairs, I'll look like that in Are you a week. Serious? I swear to God. Oh my God. I swear on my life. You look like a very friendly, like, gym coach. <laughs> like a woman's gym coach. Yeah, like, all right, guys, much. come on. We're going to do callous games today. on Friday. <laughs> come on, guys. Well, you guys, enough with the filter. Can we just discuss 100 Absolutely. episodes? I mean, I can't believe we're here. And Why thank not? you to the green space. Yes. Here. And also to everyone who came out, thank you so much for representing. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. Rainy. It's raining wow. in New York. Whew. It's crazy. I left my hair with straight. This is ridiculous. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. Oh, damn. I'm just thinking. <laughs> By the way, Rachel, great ideas with these. Uh, what are these things called? These are called capias. We're is all everyone adorning it? these capias. When was the last time you got one of these? Long, long time ago. My quinceañera. My quinceañera. <laughs> Your quinceañera, you had one? You had a quinceañera. <laughs> okay, you saw that picture before. <laughs> That's when it happened. <laughs> but tell me why our parents, like our mothers, keep these things in the China oh, closet, yeah. like attached to Jordan almonds from like 1989. <laughs> like Yadira's baby shower, the baby's in college. <laughs> Get it out of the China closet, please. Like right why next to the, uh, the boys have it right next to the, like if you're circumcised, the foreskin. Anybody's oh. mom? No, the mom doesn't, your mom doesn't wow. keep your old foreskin really, when you're a baby? Oh. When you're a baby. Wow, Jamie. I got circumcised the day after I, I was born. Well, I, you know. I, don't I have guess much it's to just my mom. Wow, Happy Mother's really, Day. <laughs> you're really oversharing right now, Jamie. Yeah. Crazy. Well, back to the history of the podcast. We actually started on the mic a long time ago um, on via online radio. Yes. We had a show called the Bochiche Bueno Show. Yeah, there's a picture of that. I don't know why Jamie has a brick. <laughs> I don't know the choice of that was. It was the only picture that? I could find last minute. <laughs> and for some reason, I had two bricks in the, in the original picture. I don't know. I mean, know. Yeah, forget it. But yeah. I feel like that's just cool. something Jamie normally does. Like, that's just Jamie. Yeah, just right. Yeah, he holds up a brick to his ear. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was our artwork back then. And my, have we grown since then, haven't we? Yeah, Don't and there me. is another picture of us. This is like 2000. This is 10 years. Ten, Ten years, years ago. ago. Damn, look at that shadow, one Bago. Who's your barber, son? Step your game up, bro. Speaking of which, I'm a Who's little up upset. With those lines, bro? I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little upset because um, I was trying to get a haircut for the show, and I called him up. He's like, "Loco, you're throwing a and JFK, and it's not gonna happen for you." Hey. And I was like, "Y'all, come here. You just turn around, come back, and cut my hair real quick." So yeah. You guys get really upset like when your barber's gone. Yeah, I'm not like Jamie. Jamie has three barbers. Three. So I have one main barber, and I have two back emergency. <laughs> Like Yo, come on! They can't make an appointment when I need it. These other two guys are right there in the they back. They don't get jealous. They're on deck. They're Yo, on they deck. They don't get jealous. Nobody knows. They don't know about each other. You have oh, a secret. Smart. Keep, and let's keep it that way. 
Yo, that's foul, Jamie. That's yeah. a lot about who you are. Just saying. We're gonna have to reevaluate our oh friendship real quick. Can I just ask? Internet radio is dating you guys a lot. It is. Right? Yo, here's a clip of us. Actually, we this is when we did it back in 2012 in Washington Heights, uh, the Manhattan oh, Times man. office. Look at Jamie's cybers. I don't think you had three barbers at the time, right? <laughs> there was a barber shortage in the Heights. I was going for the Wolverine look back then, man. Eh? Wow. So we were in the Heights doing our show. Yeah, we did. It was and amazing. And now look at us. Never did I thought that did I think that we would end up here at the Green Space celebrating our 100th episode on a yes. podcast that mm. at Woo! first full circle. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um Yes, Jamie. I'd like to interview you two because I want to know like okay, how did this version of LOL oh. come about? Okay. This new iteration. Well, that which I wasn't in originally. Well, no, so. hold on. If if you wanna, <laughs> so you and I did a podcast back in 2015 called The Translators, where we were interviewing Latino actors. Mm -hmm. We did about like eight episodes because again, it's really hard to be consistent doing podcasts. And then about two years later, I approached Rachel because there was a startup podcast network, and they're like, "Look, we're looking for podcasts." And then I approached Rachel. And Rachel's traditional reaction when she doesn't... No, not going to do it. I'm busy. I got a kid. She's Good just night. like, podcast? Who listens to podcasts? Who listens to podcasts? That was the worst idea you've ever pitched to me, Mike. I didn't say all that. Now that you're exaggerating. That was horrible. Now you're exaggerating. Oh, yeah, I am. I did say no at first, though. But then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me do a little bit of research and see what I'm doing here. And then the next day, what did I say? What, what, what was the research like? I'm a little curious. <laughs> You know what I mean? Google like you always podcast. say, I'm gonna do research. What is this research? I asked my husband, should I do this? <laughs> Ready? Right? <laughs> and he said yes. <laughs> and then I called you. <laughs> Let's do it. So, um, so it was you and I, but I felt Frank had like Frank and I have been friends for like 18 years, mm -hmm. and for those 18 years, we've always ended up like in Malagón, two in the morning, and he's talking about conspiracy theories all the time. <laughs> like, yep. yo, you saw the new iPhone with the the fingerprint? Yo, the government, yo. <laughs> so I knew we needed that element there <laughs> for the podcast. But originally, it wasn't you, Jamie. We had Andrew Santiago, who did the first, Woo! I believe, eight episodes. Yep. But he had to move to LA. And for it was the good. Too. I was the listener of it. And then, <laughs> really? I you really, you really listen to you the even, podcast. Your girlfriend Fatima listens to the episode before you do, bro. Yeah. Okay, so the first eight episodes, Andrew moves to LA. Yes. Dramatic. Then what happened? Did you, did you come to me after? No, 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 no. You, okay. you okay. were yeah. like, you were yeah. Okay. Then we had Danny Garcia, who I think subbed Danny, in for like three Danny, episodes. Right? Is Danny here? Is he here? Somewhere. Danny's here. Hey. Danny, Smoochies. and then finally you. Wait, again, again, Danny, I love Danny. Didn't we ask Danny, like, yeah, he are you ready us. to do this full time? And he was like, no. no. <laughs> Let me do some research. <laughs> and he came back and he was like, and no. And he asked his wife and she said no, and then we moved on to Jamie. Yeah, so I was like, all right, whatever. Okay. And then you came along. Well, be, well when we first started the, the podcast, you guys, uh, you did it up in the Heights. Um, and it was like three blocks from where I lived. So I was like, this is convenient. I could just, now we do the fucking show on Wall Street and shit. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep. Hello. I don't think I've ever been to Wall Street ever in living in New York. I'm like, what the fuck is all this shit? All these banks? It's deep. It's what? Deep. It's like all this open space. Um, but no, I mean, I'm glad eventually, you know, I could help out and be in the show. Nice. 
I think it's the time of the show where we have to have our favorite memory. Oh. It's based on the notes in front of me. Um, Well, what's yours? Well, mine, I mean, look, I was interviewed for Remes class. You guys should check out the... The, the article that's uh, on us about our 100th episode. Thank so you. if you want to get a longer answer, uh, is Maria Hinojosa. When we had her, she was amazing, you know. So it was very inspirational. There was journalists in the audience, and they were feeling it as well. So that's my favorite episode when wow. we had her. It's really hard to pick which episode is our favorite because so there's so many different guests that we've interviewed, mm-hmm. journalists you know, marketers, directors, writers, authors. Um, I think the common denominator that we've established is great in that everybody's moving our people forward. No matter what they're doing, no matter what their conduit is or their instrument, they're moving the Latino community forward. So that's Mm -hmm. really something I'm proud of. So um, I think my favorite guest, though, is always going to be the kid Mero. I know he was up there before, but like if you blink, if you miss like three words of what he says, that's it. The joke. You miss the joke. Like he he's so he's such a brilliant like joke machine that to be in his presence is really quite amazing. How about you, Jamie? Next. Well, my first show uh, was really memorable because you weren't on you weren't on it. I was replacing you for the day. (laughs) (laughs) And we had um that was director and photographer Danny Hastings on that show and right. oh my god so much Danny room. Garcia was, was was on it and yeah. there was a lot of chemistry and I thought that's how the show was going to be <laughs> if I stayed on <laughs> me and da- me and Danny had a lot of chemistry me and Rachel always have chemistry Frank and then Mike wasn't there and then Mike once you I, I went, feel the love I feel yeah, the yeah, love yeah, yeah, yeah. but other than that, um, I thought the uh, Amara La, La Negra episode was, yeah, was, was real awesome. good. Because yeah. she didn't leave. Like, we had her on and for an allotted time, and she stayed there for, like, 45 more minutes. And she was like, what else do y'all want to talk about? Let's <laughs> right. go. I ain't leaving. And, that and we were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and okay. Like, and then okay. Rachel got real personal with the questions then. I was like, oh, you want to stay? Okay, we're going to start talking about your boyfriends. We're going to start <laughs> talking about your personal problems. And wow, what a trooper. She's amazing. She yeah. really hung out with us. That was fun. Frank. Frank? Well, for me, growing up, being born and raised in Washington Heights, when we had a councilman, uh, Ediano Espaillat. Espaillat. Yes. Yeah. The I, first Dominican U.S. congressman. Right. I feel like it was like a little Woo. step. And yes. 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 We kind of, as a group, I think, I think that, uh, that gave, like, uh, gave us a little boost. Well, we knew you were going to answer that, so we brought him out for the, the oh, show. Oh, come on No, no, no. He's... <laughs> He's out there regulating <laughs> the price of black I, 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 I DM'd him. He never returned my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Yes, it was. Ooh. And so I'm curious to know how your Mother's Day was. Uh-oh. But um, before we do... Okay, um, you always I don't... do this. You always ask, and then no, you go somewhere saying. else, before... and then I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, okay. I know. I'll be but here when you're ready. before we do, there may be people that have not seen ki- uh, pictures of your kids, so let's put in a screen your oh, cute don't make kids. Me cry. Oh, come oh. on. So cute. Come on. That is they're not... really cute. Jeez, they're cute. Oh my goodness. All right, let's put the real one. You imagine? Hey. Oh, there we go. Oh, there put the first are. one back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so no, cute. no, no, so no, no, no. There they are. So cute. So yeah. tell us. I mean, Mother's Day was great. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. To everyone, yes. Here and listening and out there. You know, my Mother's Day was interesting um, because it was more like Mother's Week this week because both my kids had double stomach viruses. 
Um, so it was a poopy week, if you know what I mean. It was just very <laughs> poopy. And so Mother's Day, when they were 100% healthy, I dropped them off at my mom's. I'm like, happy Mother's Day. I'm out. <laughs> and I left. <laughs> and that was my mother's day and actually it was great I got to do some stuff for the show and some stuff that I wanted and that's the way I wanted to spend this mother's day this, right. this year is that cool is that weird is that mean I just can't hold on before we move on I cannot believe how much diarrhea like I just can't believe it like literally like it was just it was amazing he's only eight months old so his large intestine is what a few inches long and it was just uh -huh. like a jet stream. It was just like, yeah. and and and. Yeah. All right, I'll stop you talking. You group chatted. About it. You group chatted a description of like a yeah, bunch was... of like. Uh, like diarrhea, a tub full of diarrhea. I water. was gonna send wow. you video. right when I was eating lunch, like last week. Oh and my I was bad. Like, Yo. Sorry, I hope you weren't having like Carnegie Sour or something <laughs> like. Sorry. That's what it became. <laughs> but it was nice. I mean, it's always nice. Mother's Day is every day. I don't want to hear it. Oh, that's true. That's, that's, that's real. So guys, um, it's that time of the show where we do the pochinche bites. Yeah. You ready for some pochinche bites? I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting all night. So I've been waiting all day. Ay. Bochinche. Ay. Bites. Ay. Bochinche. Ay. Waiting all day. Bochinche. Ay. Bochinche. Ay. Waiting all night. Ay. Bochinche. Ay. Waiting all day. Bochinche. Ay. Bochinche. Ay. Bites. Ay. Where, where's Anthony? Anthony, Anthony stand up, yeah. please. This man does all the singing, all the music, all the sound effects. Shout outs to you, Anthony. He's amazing. Also, he's the Thank man you. behind... Um, DR Ninja and Hente of Thrones. If you've seen those videos, he's the mastermind of those two hey. videos right there, man. Amazing. All right, Jamie, you ready for your segment? Oh, look All at right, the picture. Oh. Hold up. Um, hot tub, huh? Uh, wow, hey. what is that? Oh, yeah. Jamie, Hold you're on. ahead of your time. Let's not talk. I don't even know who took that picture <laughs> and why I'm in a hot tub. I'm going to just leave that between me and my therapist, all right? It's like a commercial for Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge or something. I really don't remember that. <laughs> I, um, I'm trying to recover from that picture. <laughs> okay, guys. Utah's in the news. Okay, okay. all right. Anybody here from Utah? No? No. Do we not. have any Utah fans of the of the podcast? They out there. They out there. Nobody, no Mormons leaving reviews. Like me and my three <laughs> wives love the podcast. <laughs> no, all right. Well, other than the freaky Mormons, Utah is a very conservative state, right? And they recently um, they passed a new liquor law in Utah, and it's denying beer licenses for both the karaoke bars, oh, which wow. is you know wow. I love karaoke bars, and also axe throwing venues, which I don't like. What? Right off the bat, I, I don't, I, I agree with the axe throwing shit. Like, you don't, I don't want people drinking while axe throwing. Like, look, some people could look cool doing it, right? I think we, look, you know. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, if you're a new man, you come down to jackasses. Yes. He could get away with it. Oh, yeah. oh. Wow. Okay. See, he looks cool doing First take it. Two, yeah. That's Aquaman, all right? Yeah. He has sex underwater. He can, he can. He can get away with that shit. But there's other people that can't. Like, I mean, do we have, yeah, some people just look like this. And there's just, oh, like, oh, oh. And it ain't. What? <laughs> 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 the 
So look, and I'm not look, personally. I you know I don't like I don't like axes. I don't like their body sprays. I don't like any of that shit. <laughs> When I think of axe, axes in general, I, this is this is the scene that this is what I always have nightmares of, right? This movie. Shining. Here's yeah. Johnny. <laughs> I still, I still have nightmares of somebody coming into my bedroom like just like that, like, hey, here's hey, Johnny. Jamie. Who the fuck is Johnny? <laughs> bedroom. Uh, bedroom. Wrong apartment, man. Um, but I did try it one time. I tried to axe throw. I went to one of these places in Brooklyn. Uh, one of these hipster places. The only place in New York, right? You could do it. Um, and look, once I started drinking, yeah, you do get this, like, confidence, you know? Right. You get, like, this corona courage, right? You just... And then I feel kind of, like, really powerful. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh wow. Yeah, you just feel like wow, you could Jamie. throw an axe and it's wow. like, you feel like one of wow. the Avengers, right? Endgame, no spoilers, don't worry. Um... <laughs> But in reality, once I actually throw the axe, I kind of look more like that. You know oh. what I mean? It's just not, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Don't worry. That's not, We're not going to get political. Relax. relax. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're still talking about axes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to move on. All right. Rachel! <laughs> no? Wordplay. So, yeah. Right. I tried. I tried. Don't drink an axe. But... <laughs> Back to the karaoke. I don't agree with the karaoke. I mean, first of all, karaoke, you can't karaoke without liquor, right? Word. That's true. Yeah. Like, it's just, if, like, if you are sober enough to read the lyrics, like, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right? Like, you have to do the song. The song has to be wrong. You're like, I will survive. And I'll stay alive. <laughs> Sing with me. <laughs> For those of you, you guys... He is karaoke. I king. am. Like he travels with a karaoke mic. I do. So just whip it out. Pause. I whip it out. You know what I mean. Sharper mm-hmm. image, twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Best best purchase I ever made. <laughs> um, but no, you have to drink. You know what I'm saying? It's like karaoke's not for you know recovering alcoholics. Stay home. <laughs> Because I'm gonna be doing sake bombs and singing Cisco songs, you know? Oh, That's what I do. Wow. Okay. Song, song. Um, okay. But I do, what I do hate is the professional singers. That should be outlawed. No, <laughs> people who know how to sing don't go out to karaoke and try to like, turn, you know, make people Show feel yeah. self conscious. Like, yeah. I feel like we don't want you to, we don't want you to sound like, you know, Mariah Carey in her prime, you know? We want you to sound like Mariah Carey now, you know? <laughs> Like New Year's Eve, Mariah Carey, right? That's what we want. That's what we want. Look, I have some clips of people embarrassing themselves on doing karaoke that I found online. And it's just really just like... Last Christmas. No, 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 no. <laughs> Last Christmas. Not that. Not that video. Not that video. That's the wrong one. It's real. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. This is What's not going on over here? <laughs> She's out of my life. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh. All right, let's go to the next bite. How about we just go to the next okay, bite? Okay, next bite, yes. <sighs> to Tibby doing back there. Um, Tibby! We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Um. <laughs> all right, next bite. Jolly old England, all right? Scientists really recently found cocaine in shrimp. What? What? It took some samples from 15 locations. And they don't even know how the cocaine's getting in the shrimp. That's crazy. Wow. Now I know why Forrest Gump got into the shrimp business. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to my little shrimp. <laughs> Life is like a bunch of crustaceans, you know? You never know. You know. 
Shaman. Uh, this is crazy though, because I love shrimp and I love cocaine. <laughs> and but put two of those things together, I don't know if that's a good match. Like I don't want. Can you get addicted to that with the shrimp? Do we have to do a shrimp shrimp intervention? Can we can we say that? No, I had trouble with that. Imagine all, the, and they found this in London. Imagine all the drugs you could find in the Hudson River. Wow. Ooh. Just like fish with like needles in their fins and shit. <laughs> Maybe the shrimp were stressed out, like with Meghan Markle, like being a little thick after the pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But shout out to her real quick. I know we're not talking about it, but like, I, she's looking good thick. Looking I don't know. Good. I mean, everybody good. else yeah. is mad, like skinny coming out of Buckingham Palace after pushing out a baby. Well, Except they for Meghan, them. I'm like, go ahead, mama. They feed go you ahead. in Buckingham Palace, though. It's just like, what would you like? Anything? <laughs> And Can Megan's order like, from I want Domino's some Pizza. <laughs> Your favorite. Um, look, I just think to wrap this up, um, what's the, what's what's next with these drugs? Are there going to be drug-filled like seafood restaurants? Like, is this going to be in the restaurants? Like, like like a red-eye lobster? Ah. Fresh caught yeah, edibles. Fresh caught oh, edibles. Are like we're going to see like, dolphins like fucking doing heroin or some shit? I... Now I know why Flipper was flipping out, right? <laughs> Are we gonna like see OD, like a whale OD, and like SeaWorld or some shit? Oh. Wow, it's a, Jamie. it's a damn shame, Shamu. Mm. All right, but I hope it doesn't it doesn't come to that. My last bite, and it's not even a bite. It's actually like I, it's it's for Mike. I'm pleading with you a hundred episodes, and he has no segment. Everyone else has a segment on he the needs show. A segment. He needs a segment. I Thank had you. some ideas. I want to throw them by you. Okay. Okay. Um, I wasn't told about this, but well, first of all, see. I know how much you like to catfish, right? So, <laughs> really? Can we put up, yeah, because you know you kind of look like some celebrities, like Drake. Oh. We do a little segment. Oh, wow. You teach people how to catfish the right way, right? <laughs> Perfect. I gotta write this down. Also, I know. <laughs> write that down. I know that you like to binge watch telenovelas. Okay. Wow. So how about you just review? Oh. You know the third you one. You do is... a review every every episode. You do a new review of a By new novella. novella. <laughs> and um, your head's a little tiny for your body in the middle there. But um, yeah. finally, look, I know this is a serious thing. Mike has a really bad uh, ba bladder situation. He has a bladder problem. And I want him to talk about it <laughs> on the air. Bago with the bed. We talk about it every week. All right. And um. <laughs> Inspirational. Is Danny available? You see it? I don't know. But that's the bites for today. Yay! Thank you. All right. Guys, I'm I'm so ready for this. We are now at the point we do the fake news. With Frank the views, Nibs. opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hi, Frank. <laughs> Hi, how are you, Rachel? How's everybody? Excellent. Frank, do you need another Excellent. hand? Nah, I'm good. Wow. All right, guys. Hello, hello. Woo! One, two, three. Wow. Yes, Frank. Well, today, folks, we're going to be talking about the Saturn Cube Connection. Ooh. Saturn yeah. Cube <laughs> Connection. Right. Hold on. Let me put the let me let me point Saturn wow, to it. Frank. Um, I wish you guys could see what we're looking at. It's yes. like a frisbee right. on a soccer ball with I think the remote control from my apartment because right. I can't frisbee find it. Soccer. That's the one. That's yours. And an old remote control. He left the batteries on the apartment, so you're good. Okay. Right. Guys, this is serious. Okay. It's always serious. The, pla right, the serious. planet. We're looking at this and it's serious. Yes. Well, 
the planet Saturn, sorry, to, to be honest with you, is just a super quantum computer processor. Oh, we're getting the, oh. on the reels. This oh. acts as an antenna. Satellite, you know, basically. The cube represents the TV for this instant, but in reality, it represents us, the energy source, which Ooh. would be us, right? And Saturn controls us like a remote control. We just don't hey, realize what? it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They do it by, I mean, there's many methods, but basically the methods that they use to control us, they use politics, they use religion, they use science, laws, signs and symbols, and the banking system. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> it's like one of those games I'm, that you I'm play. I'm so proud of you, Frank. I really am, man. This it's is like great grade school games. Wow. Today we're only gonna cover. <laughs> today we're only gonna cover the religion section and signs and symbols. Okay. 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 So there's a lot of symbolism around us, and I'm just I'm trying to make you guys aware of what you're seeing around you. You know. Sure. All right. But before, but before we go to the video, very important, I want you guys to remember this. On the North Pole of Saturn, there's something very magical that happens there, okay? There's something called the perfect storm. They call it the perfect storm because in the eye of the storm, I'm not going to get into it. We're going to see it in the video. There's something very magical. <laughs> this storm, teasing you. This right storm spins at 500 miles an hour, okay? And it's been there since the planet was created. Very important, okay? So, Tibby... It's red a rip, brother. Oh my Here God. we go. It's Saturn. It's just, it's just cables and computers in there, guys. This Huge is inside. This is inside Saturn. Inside, yes. All right. The planet. Inside, yup. <laughs> and guys, we're gonna see. Now we're gonna see the symbolism. Okay, you see it every day. You see it in all these ads. You just don't realize. It. You see the ring everywhere. Triple A. Look at that ring. Oh, eBay. Look at the Yo, ring. Direct, direct TV. TV? The ring. Whirlpool. The ring. The hell? Toyota. Oh my God! Capital oh One. Come on, guys. Boom. Miami Heat. Houston Rockets. Boom. They choked. Cube, Ice Cube, the ring. Ice Come on. Cube. Come on, Mike. Okay. Joe, Joe. We can't talk about Michael now. <laughs> MJ? Wow. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> He's in the moment. Yes. <laughs> now we're going to go to the North Pole, guys. And in the North Pole is something very interesting in this eye, okay? This. <laughs> Hold on. This storm <laughs> spins. There's no other, there's, sorry, there's no other storm that's ever been recorded to spin counterclockwise. This storm on the eye spins counterclockwise, guys. You'll never see another storm spin counterclockwise. Tibby, hit it. <laughs> and guys, oh no, it's from the beginning. Are we in Saturn? How is no. it spinning backwards? It's taking us back into the computer mainframe. Somebody get us out of yes. here. Tank, I need an exit. So this is... Uh, it's going from the beginning. Wait, I'm feeling deja vu. Is that part of it? It is. <laughs> Guys, the oh, eye shit. of this... Oh, shit. I think it's all We're going to let it go straight. The eye of this storm is the most amazing thing you're ever going to oh, see, my. guys. I'm serious. <laughs> Prepare for it. I'm being honest. What is it? I'm on the edge of my seat. I am so nervous. Woo. All right. Oh, the king of pop. All right, there we go. Here we go, guys. Here, this is it. Don't don't say I didn't tell you. Did you uh, actually record this? In footage? the eye of this storm, guys. Great music, by the way. There's oh, a perfect size hexagon. In perfect. That I is mean, a perfect. Yes, that is a, a hexagon. It's a beautiful hexagon. Hey, want, guys, guys, there's two of our Earths fit in that. That looks like an areola. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of chicks hey, are messing the cube, with, Jake? The cube comes from the eye of Saturn. Look at that. 
that's where we get the cue from. <laughs> and now we're going to see more symbolism right here. You always see it all around you in the movies, in the streets, everywhere. Nintendo GameCube. Cube smart. There we go, guys. I'm not fooling around. Gateway computers. <laughs> Apple. Flagship store. Oh, damn. The Wall Street. The Wall Street Cube. The Wall Street Cube? That's in Mexico. Uh, the Rubik's Cube in Mexico. There's one in almost every part of the world, guys. It's not. Wow. And there goes Jenny from the block. She's trying to get out the cube in the cell. She, get out. she can't get out. I don't remember that part it's of Selena. For all of us. There we go, the cube. And guys, that's the most powerful computer in the world. And it's a cube? Really? <laughs> and here we go. This is Thanos. Oh my Thanos. god. Here we go. Yo. Guys, this goes into religion. I want you to pay real close attention. This is Mecca, all right? This is Mecca. These are all the Muslim followers, okay? They go here, they're gonna they go around a cube. And they're going around the cube counterclockwise, everybody. Is this a coincidence? Oh my god. Come on, oh guys. You sure that's not the Kanye church thing that he does every no. Sunday? <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. Look at this. This is amazing. Is this a coincidence? Elon Musk says there's no coincidence, this guy, and it goes counterclockwise like the storm on Saturn. Guys, there's no coincidences in this world. Come on. Wow, Frank. Come on, Frank. Hey, wow. hey, your Jewish, uh, look, they use My a cube for the third eye. Was that a Jewish eye. GoPro? Like, what is he putting on his head? <laughs> Rachel, can you uh, tell us what that? Uh, I'm only half a Jew, I don't know. <laughs> and it goes, into the, it goes into the Star of David perfectly, look at that. Look wow, at that. Frank. It goes perfectly into his... Wow. So yes. my guilt. And for uh, the Catholic people out there, I got a little something for you. Oh. Oh, what's in there? What is this? Better not be a snake. Well, <laughs> if you take a cube, like so, right? This is the cube. Wow, Frank, you... That's a science experiment. <laughs> you got a... A box cutter? You got through security with that? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's part of my fake news. Green space security is like, wait, what? When you take the cube, you ladies and gentlemen, you get... Oh, oh, right. oh my God! So, oh you Catholics, you also fit in the cube, by the way, okay? Wow. So, we're all in it together. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Frank. The box for your is risen. A round of applause thank you. for Frank. Thank you, the... thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much, Frank. I think I need a five-minute break after that. I mean, one time for yo, my one time news, yo. All right, all right. All right. Holy smolies. Are you not blown away? Wow, yeah. <laughs> I swear his news wow. every week, it he just gets... He outdid himself, though. He really did. It's faker and faker. Yeah, and better and better. Every week. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've ever used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. In 2017, more than 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's 51% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride-sharing services too. Yo, cops are on the lookout and writing tickets, so why take the risk? In 2017 alone, seatbelts saved nearly 15,000 lives. So do the smart thing and buckle up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket.
It's now time of the show to interview our first guest. Abuela, Ooh. todo bien? Bueno, tú estás lista. Oh, 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 it's time for cake before the, the guest. Oh, it's not like the cake. It's a house party. You got to do what abuela says. Okay, gracias, okay. abuela. Gracias, abuela. Gracias. <laughs> Ay, bendición. <laughs> well, I think it's time to introduce our first guest of yes. the evening. He is the director of the film unit over at Saturday Night Live. Please put your hands together for Oz Rodriguez. Everything a Malta and cake. Very healthy. <laughs> so welcome, Oz. Gracias, abuelita. The hundredth episode. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Wow. A lot of people. So quickly describe how your job is on SNL because I think it's one thing that people see it every week. They see the video and they don't really know what it really entails to do a sketch a week. Uh. I would say to quickly describe it, it would be crazy, uh, fast, uh, fast and furious. Uh, yeah, I direct the videos or commonly known as digital shorts. Uh, we find out, for example, to, uh, this week is our last uh, show week of the season. Um, that's right. We have Paul Rudd as a guest. And he does not age. Uh, he has not. He's 50 and he looks amazing. Uh, Mike, so you're, you're around 50, right? No? Oh. I mean, oh, you look, you look. Hey, no ageism. Yeah. Gray yeah. hair. Yeah. No, no ageism. No ageism. <laughs> no ageism. <laughs> We're age posy around age here. Age positive. Yes. Um, abuelita, que lo que? Abuelita! Where was I? Oh, so Paul Rudd, this Wednesday night, I'll find out what uh, sketch I'm doing. Thursday we prep, Friday we shoot, Saturday we edit. It's on Saturday night. So very, wow. very fast. Wow. Yeah. So what is your brain like? Like after a week of working and, and how mess. do you yeah, like <laughs> how do you go how do you go back? You know, you know, how do you start your your next week? Sleep. Sleep helps. Okay. Sleep on Sunday. Mostly sleeping on Sunday. Then wake up for a Game of Thrones or Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Of course, of course. Were there ever any like crazy hectic moments that you can share with us? What happened on set or during editing or anything wild? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you name it. Uh, well, my first first show, uh, something happened with the computers or something. And we were done as the sketch before was playing on TV. So we basically had a four-minute window. That if we didn't get it out in those four minutes, I might have been fired. What? <laughs> first, it might have been my first and last show. Wow. One of my favorite sketches of yours was the, the Quiet Place spoof you did with Donald Glover. Mm -hmm. which I don't know if you all saw that. That was hilarious. Um, so I want to know what, what are any of your... Uh, favorite sketches that you've done um that's definitely up there i think uh uh one of my favorites was the dave Chappelle Chappelle show walking dead i think that's the official yeah. oh that was amazing oh, oh it was yeah, one of my, yeah that was, that was, uh, that was yeah. with a little cameo yeah one of my Dave cameos. Chappelle and bago yeah 
Bago's wow. like the Where's Waldo in some, in, yeah. in some of those sketches. It's like, yo, Bago's over in the back in the window. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a crazy week because that was uh, uh, election week. So everybody was uh, kind of bummed, mm. but I was very happy because I was working with Dave Chappelle. So while everybody was depressed, I was like, this is awesome. This week's amazing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that's definitely up there. Uh, and, uh, they, yeah, we shot with Dave uh, two days in a row. Um I've done too many, so I'll just name the one I did last week. Uh, it's called The Perfect Mother, Emma Thompson. Uh, and it was amazing to work with Dame Emma Thompson. I, I was a little nervous, I gotta mm. admit. So can we rewind a little? Because oftentimes sure. as people will reach out to us and say, wow, I didn't even know this was a career. I'm going to pursue it because of listening to it on your podcast. Like, How did you get into directing? And then how did you get into directing comedy? Um, well, I um, grew up watching movies. I uh, once I sort of found out that there's people behind sort of there's people that do these things for a living that it just doesn't just happen. I uh, I wanted to pursue that, and I went to film school. And uh, after I was done with film school, I was trying to get a job. I was trying to do music videos, but music videos were sort of dead. But at that point, and uh, friend of mine had a sketch and he's like do you guys should we do this and I was like sure I'm not doing anything and did that and then um, posted it online it was like around the same time that YouTube was starting and we got some attention from this website called Superlux they hired mm -hmm. us for like a year and it was amazing I quit my job I was directing for the first time awesome and then they ran out of money and then I didn't have a job for six oh. months and then it was pretty sad. So I went back to film school and I was a teacher and I hated it. Yeah, I was a teacher. And uh, I don't know that I was very good because Why do you say that? I think you have to have patience to be a teacher. And sometimes uh, I did not have uh, patience. Did uh, you hit anybody or like? Did not hit. No, no, not that bad. Not that bad. No, 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 no violence. Okay, okay. Uh, but then after that, uh, got out of a job at Funny or Die, that website now extinct too. Um, I see a pattern. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so I was there for three years, and then the majors called, and I went to SNL. And I haven't, uh, they haven't shut down yet, yeah. so that's good. <laughs> so, yeah. so how long have you been at SNL for? This is my seventh season, so. Wow. wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. I didn't have gray hair when I started. What? Yeah. yeah. As you, um, you also been directing some pilots. So yeah. I believe two years ago when you were actually supposed to be a guest on our podcast, yeah. you had to go to LA for AP Bio. That's right. I had so to you, ditch you. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, that was a great excuse. Though. But I knew I was coming back for the hundreds. That's why I did it. Oh. oh yo, he was. Wow, wow. Yo, that was, I was like, don't invite me to your like 27th show or whatever. <laughs> so generic, I don't think so. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Describe a little bit of the process when you do get hired to be uh, directing a pilot. Um, well, um, you first have to get approved by a certain number of people, mm -hmm. um, um, a lot of suits and executives. Um, the pilot was at NBC, so it was, uh, it was a little easier for me because I work at SNL, that's NBC, but, um, my first pilot I did, uh, it was AP Bio and it was, uh, I did it with someone that used to work at SNL, so we were friends, so it was a little... You know, it was easy. He recommended mm -hmm. it, me, but, and uh, it was produced by Lauren Michaels, too. 
So I was sort of in the family, but I still had to get approved by the higher ups. And uh, they said, yes, you can do it. And the getting the pilot is a huge deal. But then if the pilot gets picked up, that's obviously even crazier because not a lot, not a lot of pilots get picked up. So I was pretty lucky two years ago and did my first pilot, AP Bio, and then just recently did a new pilot called Sunnyside. Um, and that just got picked up too. And yes. Thank you. And, and, and please tell me like the connection with you and the actual premise of the show, which is amazing. Yeah, it was really exciting uh, when I found out about it because it's, uh, it stars Cal Penn and it's uh, Cal Penn plays a disgraced councilman, an ex-councilman who ends up uh, helping a group of immigrants uh, try to pass the American citizenship test. And it has a, a big cast of immigrant actors, and it's a and it's a sitcom, and everybody and all these different people get to be funny and silly, just like all the sitcoms we've seen. But it's a it's a subject matter that that is dear to my heart as an immigrant to this United States. What are the main What are the main differences? Oh, no, you can clap for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sunnyside this fall, NBC. <laughs> I don't want to talk over the clapping for uh, immigration. And, uh, Thank you. Know, you. Hey, you got unity a little, and stuff. You got like, a little lipstick here. Oh uh, yeah. All that okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I gotta wipe that off when I get, before I get home. Um, <laughs> what's the biggest difference between uh, directing short sketches and long form? Um, well, if it's for SNL, it's time. Like we just we have zero time at SNL. Uh, you definitely have resources. Uh, it's a big show, so there's. there's money behind it but what you don't have is time like uh for example the thing we just shot last week with emma thompson we had her on set for like four or five hours um and it was a pretty ambitious piece and you just sort of have to make it happen in, in that amount of time and uh long form you have a little more time to prep to shoot to edit uh so in snl everything's condensed do you feel like a, a little bit more pressure to try to get the uh, the writer's kind of vision on a, on a long form thing more because it's, you know, it's something they've been working on for. I mean, I know they have writers rooms mostly, but usually a pilot is kind of um, one guy or two guys, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I would say I almost feel the same amount of pressure in both. I'm just trying to make it as good as it can be. So as besides um, the sketches and TV, are there any other projects that you're working on or stuff that's uh, on. Yeah, I'm uh, finishing a movie I shot. Uh, it's called Vampires vs. the Bronx. Thank you. excited. Who are some of the, <laughs> some of the actors that are in that? Um, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, no yeah, we got some though. great actors. Uh, Jamie's in it. Uh, yeah. 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 I, st I still might be cut. Yeah, so party goer. Go I no, might no. be in deleted scenes. Deleted party goer scenes. number one. Yeah, yes. Party goer number one. Party uh, number you were great. <laughs> uh, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We got uh, Kim Merrill, too. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoe. Zoe Saldana. Uh, Method Man. Yes. A uh, bunch of cool people. Cool. Hmm. That's about it, though, right? And. We got some other people, some other cool people. <laughs> and Bago Bago's in there. Yeah. So, so quickly uh, describe um, how you came up with the idea for the film and what the film is about. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, uh, it's called Vampires vs. the Bronx. It's about these uh, 
young kids that uh, are seeing the Bronx changing a lot, um, and a lot of people are going missing, and then they figure out that uh, I was going to say the people, but they're not the what's behind this is uh, it's vampires. Vampires have moved into the Bronx. And they're responsible for the changing of it, and they start buying property. Uh, uh-huh. so, uh, Finger snapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's an adventure movie with kids fighting vampires, but the vampires stand for something else. Mm. Mm. It's amazing. Mm. Yo, one time for Oz Rodriguez. Thank you for coming. Thank you. For Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we're, congrats we're on hundred episodes. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Very right. amazing. Yeah. We're doing it like late night now. I think you can scoot like you very cool. Scoot I will scoot. Over. I can't yeah. wait. I can eat my cake now. Yes, enjoy. It's Dominican cake. It's fresh. Fresh from 181. Yeah. It is. All right. So we've got a few more guests this evening. We too. Should we yeah. move on? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. Are you guys ready for our next guest? I think you can do better. Are you ready to meet our next guest? Yes. Our next set of guests don't need much of an introduction, but they do so much for our community, which is why they're here tonight. And we have the honor and privilege to welcome both Lin-Manuel Miranda and his father, Luis. Abuela has to give them the party treats. Malta, bendición, abuela. Gracias. Welcome to the Latinos a la podcast. Aquí estamos. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> salud, everybody. Cheers. Salud. Salud. Well, well, where do we start? You. Where do we start? Where do we start? I actually want to jump right in because Ooh, we know okay. you're both very busy men and doing so many things. I really have a question on how do you balance everything you're doing in your work lives with your personal lives, a father of two? <laughs> I don't. It's all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, how, how does, what's that? mechanic like like what do you how do you divide and conquer how do you be the father that you want to be lynn and you too luis while still maintaining everything you're doing as far as entertainment for this world i feel like you could ask that of anyone in this audience i mean i think it's it's always a balance uh of of what you do for work of what you love to do of what you uh need to do for your family uh i think we're always looking to strike that balance all the time and you're never quite killing it um you're never quite killing it uh but that's okay you still you still try i have a lot of help um my dad works for me uh which is i used to work for I used to work for my dad, and this is much better the way it is now. I was a bad employee of Luis Miranda. And I don't pay any attention to him. Perfect. Yeah. Um, how do you balance work and life, Luis Miranda? You have 700 more jobs than I do. I, uh, I, I sort of have a pecking order of the things I do and have done historically. Kids came first. 
Uh, and I could be with anyone. And if the phone rang and it was one of my kids, that always comes first. Uh, and then from there, you balance based on who you like. <laughs> That's Hashtag facts. Hashtag facts. <laughs> and then third, the things you have to do. My question is, now that you both are fathers, what have you learned from each other in being a father? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Why don't you start? <laughs> what have you learned from me? <laughs> He's actually a very good dad. Hey. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I think it's because kids are always first. Uh, in his life and as he's trying to juggle trips and interviews and acting and writing Sebastian and Francisco are always top of mind uh, and uh, that was the way it was uh, for for me and I'm happy that that's really the way it is for him yeah you, you I it's uh... To quote the old uh, anti-drug commercial from the 80s, you all right? I learned it from watching you. <laughs> um, but the good things, not the bad things. Um, and Luis Miranda was an outrageous supporter of all my locuras and inventos as a kid. Um, when I wrote the first draft of In the Heights, my sophomore year in college, I was 20 years old. Thank you. You weren't there, you didn't see it. Um, It wasn't that great yet. Uh, I was only 20. But that being it said... It was great. <laughs> Luis Miranda rolled up with a bus full of 40... Like, chartered a bus from Washington Heights to Middletown, Connecticut, uh, and had, like, 40 people show up in the thing. And it was a successful show. Like, we had a line of students coming to see the show, and we had to sneak in 40 Puerto Ricans and Dominicans around the back <laughs> that I had taped off the seats for... So it's that kind of like overwhelming, like, no, we will be there. Y fulano de tal, and your aunt, and your abuelos are coming from Puerto Rico, and like, it's, and that, it's that kind of, you know, it's that kind of support. Lynn, so you're, my question's for Lynn. Sorry, I just like to say, point out. You know, you, you still have a big kiss. Oh, on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep it. Um, It's a, badge, it's a badge of honor. At this point in your career, you know, busy, uh, you know, Broadway production company, your close personal friends are Mary Poppins. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> Takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> How do you... I'm lighting these lamps. <laughs> How do you determine... She yeah. How do you determine what projects you take on now? Just Is it just stuff that you love, that you want to do? Well, the answer is yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and this is, um, I'm going to keep it real with you. Like, Hamilton's doing fine. It's doing very well. And so, but then, but then you get into this interesting question, right? Because I think we all have this mentality of like, I got to say yes to the job. I got to work. I got to make rent. Like, it's very hard to drop the I got to make rent mentality um, when you no longer necessarily have to make rent. So it becomes about what, do I re what is so important that it it requires a trip to a trip away from my kids what is so important that like I'll kick myself if I don't do it so 
I think it's a mix of saying yes to those opportunities, those Mary Poppinses of like, when will this ever come along again? And then there's the stuff that we generate. There's the stuff as artists that the idea you've been carrying around like luggage since you were five years old and you continue to think about it, you know, whenever you have a free minute. And so it's a mix of balancing the stuff that that's comes from deep inside you and the opportunities that are just like, what, what, DuckTales? Yeah, I gotta do DuckTales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna say no to DuckTales. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's always striking that balance. Yeah. You know, Lynn, as a person who has provided so much content and entertaining for this world, I wanna know what entertains you? Like, what do you watch at home? What do you do at home? This is a great question. I'm glad Luis Miranda is next to me for it. Um, <laughs> because I think that when I was a kid, I sat exactly in the middle of the Venn diagram between my father and my mother. My mother took me to see like Leaving Las Vegas and Schindler's List and like Gandhi wow. when I was four. Wow. Um, like the serious stuff. Like let's cry and talk about how life is hard. And my dad took me to every musical and every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. And as I get older, I've totally gone full Luis Miranda. So, like, I only watch comedies at the end of the day. Like, the world is the world. And, like, when I get home, I can't, like, I need to, like, watch a comedy. I need to watch, like, John Wick's 1 and 2 over and over until John Wick 3 comes out. Um, so I've, I've fully reverted to the Luis Miranda escapism in the stuff I watch. Because life was tough. So when I got home, I just wanted to relax and go into fantasy land and know that there will be a happy ending. I love MacGyver. <laughs> you are MacGyver. Wow. It doesn't matter how tough it is. He is going to survive. Oh, that's what Scott's tape and a paper clip. And the, everything he needs is always there. Lin-Manuel oh. MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> Senor Luis, you are the founding president of the Hispanic Federation. Woo! Having said that, I'd like to know what was that need that you saw? What was that void that you said, I've got to create this thing for the community? I, I think it started with uh, realizing that we were increasing in numbers and I was always Puerto Rican. And there were other people, <laughs> other people who were Dominicans, uh, and so on and so on. And so the idea of how do we fool everyone and create this new entity called Latinos or Hispanics, and then we'll add everybody, and then we're more. So it was the idea of are there common goals that we all have as migrants and immigrants into this country that we could pull together to move forward. And sort of that was the impetus of creating the Hispanic Federation. And Luis, my question to you is that for now, like with all the stuff that's going on in this country, what are certain things that we can do in our community to make a difference, to keep progressing and having more control of stuff that we need to have? I, I, I think number one, the moment we can register, we have to register to vote. Yep. Uh, yep. And that is like the minimum bar. Uh, then we have to be active. And in being active, it means that we have to allow 
others to speak and we need to listen and we need to then join forces, incorporate what others are saying and listening to make our movement stronger and do it at the community level. I, I have a, a question about, um, if you guys were in a Freaky Friday situation <laughs> and you had to switch roles for a day, like how do you think you guys would fare switching roles for a day in each other's shoes? I think my dad would have the time of his life. Um, I think I'd probably have 10 new projects. He's like, we could do that. <laughs> Because um, he is much more of a multitasker uh, than I am. Um, I will like leave the phone off the hook and then go like sit at my piano for 10 hours and everyone will be trying to reach me. And he's just, he's like an octopus. Um, and I would be stressed out of my mind because he works in politics. He works on really important stuff while I'm like trying to make up rhymes. Um, so I would, be, I would be stressed out of my mind. And uh, I watched that movie though. <laughs> I I will also be very stressed out because <laughs> I cannot act sequentially. <laughs> <laughs> and I start three conversations with Lin Manuel at once, and he's like, "But how is this connected to this?" I'm like with a movie here yes, yes. so I, I it will be very very difficult for me to sort of be him there was an example where this happened actually when I, I did the uh, Spanish translations for a production of West Side Story and he got a he had a he helped me he helped me with the Spanish translations and he had a glimpse of like how hard lyric writing is so he would be like I got it I'd be like, that's great, Bob. We have four syllables. So it's got to be all that information in four syllables. And my mom said he would be up late being like, and he got like a glimpse of like what it is. Of like, you don't always have the answer when you want the answer when you're writing. Sometimes it is like anyone who writes for a living or, or creates, there is that crossword puzzle mentality. Sometimes it's a batter of you see the light hit a tree in the right way and then you have the crossword puzzle answer for the thing you've been working on for weeks. And he has no patience for that. He's like, but, but let's keep working on it. I was like, no, let's go to sleep. It will come. It will come. We will get the answer. Um... Before we transition into these two activities that we have planned for you, mm. um, Lennon. <laughs> uh -oh. Which I eagerly anticipate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eva, laugh, get back inside. Um, we like to inspire our listeners and educate them. And like I said to Oz, some of our listeners reach out to us from across the country and they say, wow, you know, I'm in school for this, but after hearing that interview with Oz, I want to be a Dominican director too. Like, what, what are... <laughs> What are Specifically some, a Dominican yeah. director, yes. Well, Makes sense. We're celebrating the heights right now. Like, what are some words of inspiration that you can share with our listeners that like this is attainable? Like how can how can kids listening to this podcast or college students aspire to do what both of you do? You wanna start with politics, I, I I start. I I think that first thing we need to get out of our minds and our vocabulary is that we cannot do something. And come yes. up. I love that. 
with the 17 excuses about how the world is screwing us. And as a result, we cannot do it. I, I, I just think that when you get into that funk, you get stuck and you could not move on. So identifying that you're getting there, identifying what are real barriers that you need to conquer and what are barriers that you've put on yourself not to move forward. And, and that is so difficult for young people, but, but that's, I believe, the main exercise uh, that we all have to engage through life. And as a young person, it's a real challenge. This is like Super Soul Sunday. It's got so deep. <laughs> um, to, to add to that, though, I think you also have to understand that it, it takes a while, speaking from a creative perspective, to bridge the distance between the kind of work you see and the kind of work you're making. And it's like, I want that clear water to come out of the faucet, but what's coming out of my pen or what's coming out of my computer is like rusty brown water. And that's because you're just starting. You're just starting. You're priming the pump for the first time. You're creating things. You are, I would encourage you to, it's good to have heroes. It's good to chase heroes. It's good to say, man, this person writes like that. I want to write like that and copy them. You're going to fall short. And in falling short of this hero and this hero and this hero, you're going to eventually find your voice. But you got to start priming the pump. you got to let the brown water come out of the faucet before you get to the clear water. And, wow. and I, I, will, I will add, I, you, all, you also have to figure out quiénes son tus compinche. Yeah, that's super important. Mm. Sort of who are your partners in crime? I have had the same business partner for 39 years. Wow. And we have fought, but we know how to work together and how we need to take a break from each other because then when we come together, what we do is much better than what he or I can do separately. Yes. Okay. That was amazing. Um, We now have something we'd like to um, present to you. Mm, Yes. We know that the film In the Heights is coming out soon. Start filming this summer. Finally! And, you know, Lynn Louise, um, we have a marketing background. And we thought while you were here, we should pitch some marketing ideas to you on how to promote the film. Movie doesn't come out to 2020. We have plenty of time. Let's hear the pitch. Perfect. So potential new characters, right? New characters. New characters. Okay. Let's let's go. Go ahead, Jamie. So I have a segment here called Bochinche Bites. I play a pigeon that gossips, right? Bochinche Heights. And I got the other pigeons and we just kind of like Instagram and Snapchat and... Is this this is like a kid spin-off? This is like <laughs> maybe someone has like, you know, they drink something that gets them all like high or you know, I don't know. They're drunk and they see these pigeons talking to them and I'm the main pigeon and I'm like I think I saw this pigeon on the way to Autobahn Ave this morning. <laughs> but but I, I think in general the idea sucks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. That's good. Wow. No, look, I don't wanna be pigeonholed anyway, so <laughs> Good night. Good night. All right. Maybe we need to go higher. We need to go higher. Let's turn the volume up. Here we go. So I think if we added this character, um, you know, the Heights, how many Dominican salons are in the Heights? I don't know, 30,000? 
So I think with this poster, we're going to bring it to new heights. Get it with the big hair. Take Listen, hair crossovers are huge. This is the Hairspray in the Heights musical theater crossover. Yes! yes. That dozens of people have been asking for. <laughs> Perfect. So you like it. He likes it. Like, he likes the, it. Like All right. All right. So this is not really like a character. This is really me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in the Heights, right? Uh, I own my whole be on set anyway. It's my yeah. favorite. Um, uh, I own my own piragua, so you don't have to worry about that in production. That's, and, that's uh, some money saved right there. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I do my own stuff. I'm stocks. sorry, uh, I didn't realize you studied at Juilliardo. <laughs> Where is that exactly? It's, it's way up in Inwood. So. <laughs> oh, that is 75. It's behind the pool. It's behind yeah. the high bridge pool. It's way out there. Code. That's Mike's. Uh, that's your business card too, right? That's what you give to people. I like we'll be on set anyway because that's totally accurate. I'm just, I'll see you there. So those are our three pitches, guys. What do you think? I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. Very yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Now it's time for. Okay, Rachel's so favorite thing to ever do on the podcast. This is my freaking favorite thing to do on the podcast. Well, I just always wanted to be a too. game show host. So <laughs> I am in my own little world of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. You guys ready for a game show? Okay, it is time for LOL Leopardy. All right. I'm your host, Rachel La Loca. And we're here today to test uptown Manhattan knowledge of residents and hard body rappers of Wash Heights, the Miranda! Yeah. And then okay. we going up against our very own yeah. Jay Ferns and Juan Bago, who are also residents or former residents yeah, of Washington Heights. Yeah. Oh. He's in the Bronx now. Yeah, he oh, went too far downtown before. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so today's judges are Oz Rodriguez. I uh, hope that's cool with yep, you. Yep, yep, yep. I'm right. here. I'm ready. Didn't ask him until now. And of course, Frank Nix. Now, the wonderful thing about doing a live event is that these teams are actually playing for representatives who are out in the audience right now. So if we can meet who the teams are playing for. Emily, are you out there? Emily! Hey. Emily! Tell us! Well, what I told everybody you? your name, but please tell everybody where you're from and why you're so excited to play LOL Leopardy. Hamilton. Um, <laughs> I'm from uh, Upper West Side. Upper West Side in the house! <laughs> yes! <laughs> and then Mike snuck up on your Upper West Side. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And we have another player, Heido. Are you here somewhere? Heido, Heido. Heido. The mic is coming, Heido. You could also meet it halfway if you don't want to be lazy. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I mean the poor guy's coming. Sure shows positive uh -oh. vibes only if you yeah. the bus. Got <laughs> <laughs> it. Here, here, here's my hey, mic. Hey, thank you, Lynn. Thank you. I. Where are you from, Hyro? One six nine, baby. Oh. One of you guys is going to win a $50 gift card. Wow. And a bunch of Fuchila air fresheners. Ooh. Okay. You can put them in your car or in your closet or in your husband's laundry. Um, okay. Well, let's get this started. Come on. All right. So 
let's go to question. Oh, wait, the first thing first. We don't, we couldn't afford buzzers. So you guys need like a catchphrase or something to ring in. So what's uh, your catchphrase? Que lo que. Jamie, what's your catchphrase? Dilo loco. Dilo loco, que lo que. Lynn? Wepa. Perfect. Luis? Can I use wepa also? Sure. Wepa. Okay. All right. Here we Team go. Wepa. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's go do this, man. All right. All right. Now, question number one. The Morris Jumel Mansion located Weba. up. <laughs> wow. Really? Wow. Really? It's multiple choice. Do you want to hear the choices? Sure. Okay. <laughs> wow. It's located on 160th and Edgecombe in the Heights, and it once belonged to which president? A, James Madison. B, James Garfield. C, George Washington. D, George Jefferson. Whip up. Lynn Manuel. Uh, it didn't belong to him, but it was the uh, uh, home base of George Washington. Yes, that is correct. Whoa. That is correct. Wow. Team Miranda one. <laughs> we would be Team nice. LOL zero. I didn't know there were going to be political questions, so I thought this was about the high. Actually, a history. <laughs> All right. Bago, how you feeling? You ready? I'm feeling good. Okay, question number two. Originally comprising of over 250 acres of land, this Dutch colonial home on 204th Street and Broadway is the only remaining blank in Manhattan. Wepa. What? You are very competitive, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> is this multiple choice? It is multiple choice. Do you want to hear the choices? No, or I know what it is. Do you know the answer? Okay, I didn't account for a show off here, but go ahead and... No, just kidding. The only remaining what in Manhattan? Farmhouse, the Dykeman oh, Farmhouse. Are there? It's called the Dykeman House. Hey. Dykeman Farmhouse. Yep. Dykeman House. Okay. How many questions are there? There are four in a tiebreaker, but I don't think we're going to need I mean. it. <laughs> it's handball all over again, Mike. It's Can handball all over again. We got you. We need a part two to that challenge. Oh my God, yo, let's do this. Let's do it. Pay per view and all. Handball. Okay, question number three. You guys ready? Ready. Okay. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Just give me the multiple choices. I don't think it. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. You have to hear the whole question. Give us a break, Rachel. All right. Meanwhile, you can like see the answer. So back up a little. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. I care. Her hair's covering the answers. (laughs) The higher the hair, the closer to God is what they say. She's okay. taking her hair to new heights. I mean, I am. Here we go. Question number three. Although it is the world's most heavily trafficked bridge with 108 million vehicles driving across the frontier. Wait, wait for it. The George Washington oh, Bridge fell oh. to second place in being the world's longest in 1937 when this bridge took first place. Dímelo loco. You you don't want the uh, you don't want the. I think I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna embarrass. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna embarrass myself. The Tappan Zee Bridge, no? No, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 I bet on myself and I lost, all right? right. Miranda's for the steal. Is it A, the Golden Gate, B, the Silver Gate, C, the Brooklyn Bridge, or the Bridge on the River Kwai? (laughs) Golden Gate? That is correct. Team Miranda, the Golden Gate Bridge. I thought it was a local bridge. I thought you were comparing it to other like yeah, local type bridges. You got your thought wrong. Okay, question number four. <laughs> question number four. 
the highest natural point on the entire island of Manhattan is in Wash Heights. And it's found in Bennett Park on 183rd and Pinehurst. Dímelo, Pine. How m- you, you should hear Jamie. the question, Jamie, for real. You should. <laughs> Jamie, you Jamie, should hear it. Yeah, but Frank just whispered That's the answer to me. Why do I have to listen to the I mean, I mean... All right, I'm disqualified. Just Okay, okay, all right. How many feet above sea level is that point? I want, oh like, the multiple choice, please. Okay, okay. Oh, now you want the multiple choice, Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda. Okay. So, choice A, five feet. Choice B, 50 feet. Choice C, 265. And choice D, 10,000 feet. D. Wait, what? What? You have to ring it, Bob. Uh, met Lin-Manuel? Rules are important, Mike. <laughs> D. Ooh, D, 10,000. That is incorrect. Oh, 265. For the steal. Do you want to hear the choices again? The, the middle two. <laughs> no, five feet. Not five feet. Come on. All right. Jamie, Listen. Go. Dominicans, we celebrate anything. We would celebrate five feet if it was over sea level. Five feet over sea level. All right. Five feet, 50 feet, or 265 feet. I'm not good at math. You don't have to add anything. I want to say five feet. No. No. What? 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 Wait. 265. He didn't say the more local. I thought it was a trick question. All right, it's not a tie, but we'll give you guys one more opportunity. Can we give them one more yes, opportunity? Of all right. Please. The I'll hardest let question. We'll let them win. The hardest <laughs> question of them all. Here we go. You'll find this Dominican staple year-round on the corner of 180th and St. Nick. And if you're patient, the owner may add some crunch in your cup. Dímelo, loco. Go ahead, Jamie. Piraguas. No, that is incorrect. I'm not unlike Oz, I'm not good under pressure, so oh. we talked about We call want back, to thank Lynn Manuel Miranda, his father Luis A. Miranda Jr. We want to thank Oz Rodriguez and all of you for coming here and supporting our podcast and Latinos doing podcasts. We're out there, baby. We are out there, baby. Yes, thank you to all of the support that we have on the inside, our interns, everyone who volunteers countless hours to making Latinos Out Loud what it is. And we're certainly just starting to get loud. So rock with us. Do the honors and do the honors. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at totalwine.com. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. <laughs> <laughs>
Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.